everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Wright. Got a great episode here for you tonight. Hopefully it's very informative. We'll be discussing ancient history and the ancient astronaut theory with my guest tonight. Tyrone from rebirthoftheword.com is here. And we will be discussing all sorts of topics ranging from the ancient history of the ancient astronaut theory to the Anunnaki. Even throw in some Bigfoot and some other alien stuff, so... It's definitely going to be an interesting and informative episode. But before we dive into that, if you've ever had an encounter or you have a story to share, please send me an email. You can reach me at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com or you can get a hold of me on Facebook. Just find Tinfoil Tales Podcast on there and send a message and we'll try and get something figured out for a future episode. But we're going to dive on into our conversation with Tyrone, so... Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show tonight, Tyrone. Tyrone, thanks for coming out and talking with me tonight. How you doing? Welcome. Thank, thank you. And uh, you have your own website with some information and everything on there that people can look up for like what you've been studying and everything. If you'd like to talk about it for a second, let everyone know. Of course. Of course. Um, I created my website, uh, www.rebirthoftheword.com. Basically I created it because, um, my curiosity for ancient mysteries, mostly the gods and, uh, you know, the, their history, the writing systems, what they believed in stuff like that. And, um, as I read different books, like, uh, you know, the Mahabharata or, um, anything about the ancient Egyptians or anything from Samuel Noah Kramer with the Sumerians. I take what I read and place it all on my website. And basically it shows you, shows basically the world, the, the journey that I'm taking on what I've learned at that moment. Um, it, it started off as a really just one article. I started off with one article and now I have, you know, um, YouTube and stuff like that. And I have like, I think 19 articles now, uh, published and like a whole bunch more of information on there. Just not articles, but just different things like, uh, the online websites that I use to help me, you know, back up some of the information I have, like, uh, anything from Britannica to the dictionary and everything in between, like this from scholar doc, google.com you can get like articles and books off of there that you can read so basically i just take all my information that i learned and place it all in my website what made you like decide to do this like there was there something that always just kind of drew you to ancient history something you're a big fan of or is it just something that clicked one day um it kind of started when i was uh really young i don't know if you ever seen the movie fire in the sky the guy that got abducted by aliens or so-called abducted by aliens. Yeah. So my interest in that happened at that time. But then I also grew up in, in, uh, in church. I, uh, I grew up in the Catholic church and, uh, I was interested in, you know, some of the things that God did, like, why would he send a flood? If he can, if he's the almighty powerful God, he doesn't have to wipe out mankind to get rid of evil. He can just do that from what I understood from what they was teaching me with a snap of his fingers, he was able to do stuff, but there were certain things that he decided to do and um, not do basically. And it kind of made me basically just question God. And then I learned that Christianity wasn't the oldest religion. And 
I learned that Hinduism is the oldest religion practiced today. So I wondered why we went from, you know, um, worshiping many gods to one god. So it was uh, so many things just happened at one time. Um, it was more like, okay, now I, I know all this information. What can I do with it next, basically? Yeah. The whole religion thing with me is like, I grew up also in like a Christian type family. Mm -hmm. My parents, they still go to church and everything. And I'm grateful that everyone can find that, but it's never been something that's, I guess I've always been not so much skeptical on it, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that question, like I question things. Right. And so I've looked into stuff as well. And like, I've always just come to the assumption that most religions are all based from almost a similar stuff like thousands of years ago. Like they've all kind of been like off branch, like almost every religion has the flood story. Right. Mm -hmm. And they all have their same like common themes, but they're all over time have been changed and rewritten to fit whatever man wanted to write it that way because there's books in the Bible that aren't included in the Bible these days because of whoever was making a Bible years ago decided, well, we're going to leave this out. We're going to leave this one out. Right. Right. So it's like the true meanings I think are lost today. Yeah. And and it's funny you say that because, you know, the right now the Sumerians are considered the oldest uh, or the founders of the first civilization, even though there's, you know, um, evidence and examples of older civilizations before that, the the idea comes from the Sumerians and they believed in the Anunnaki. When I was, I was going back and reading the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh and I remember, and I just read something in there that said, you know, the Sumerian and Akkadian spoke their languages together, basically. Like it was spoken as at one time together. It wasn't just until then, Akkadian Empire where, you know, the Akkadian language took over, but you still had to know Samaria. And just like you said, you know, with religion, you know, I always wanted to know what was the oldest religion because, you know, if 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 I'm supposed to believe something, I want to know what I'm believing in. And I wanted to know exactly who God was because even in the Bible, it, it describes multiple gods. So it's like almost like okay, you're speaking of multiple gods. I'm only allowed to, you know, worship one God. And it's just like, it's like, what, what, am, what am I supposed to do when, you know, I'm told to read the Bible, but don't worry about the Old Testament, read the, the New Testament. So it was, it was almost like confusing to me because I would go to school, learn something scientifically, and then I would get graded on that. Then I would go to church on Sunday and be told that God did this and did that. And I was, I was confused as a kid. So it was almost like, you know, you, you can believe one thing, but then you had, you're getting graded on an educational level on something else. Yeah. And then when I know some religions, not necessarily anything I dealt with, but they cannot question anything. Right. Right. It goes against the religion. And if you start to question things, you're questioning God. In the word of God. Yeah. So like, I know there's certain even variations of Christianity that 
they can't question anything because it's a sin. Right. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. That's what scared me was because like I said, you will be graded educationally on something within, you know, going to church and believing or even thinking about believing something else was a sin. And, you know, being a kid, being told that you're going to go to hell because you're confused on something and you're just supposed to believe something that, that does something to a person. I know it doesn't do, do it, do it to everybody. I know some people are, um, happy with just believing what they believe in but for me you know i was told that the bible was uh the books in the bible were picked to be in there and there were missing books so when i wanted to learn those missing books and i started learning them like the book of enoch for example it, it put a whole different you know idea on what possibilities like <clears throat> i know a lot of people believe the anunnaki came from a planet named Nimbo. That's what a lot of people believe. Um, I'm still trying to find out if that's true or not, because there's actually no cuneiform tablet that actually says that. That's just, you know, people's interpretation. And when I learned that, I was shocked because a lot of times, a lot of people will compare, you know, the Sumerian myths with the Anunnaki with what's written in the Bible, just like we talked about, the, the flood story, for instance, the Samaritans have their their uh, flood story. And then, you know, in the Holy Bible, it's a flood story in there. Same things almost and everything like that, but the names changed and the type of birds that were used which might've been changed and stuff like that. But the idea came from the Samaritans from what I understand, but, and then a lot of people like to say, well, Nibiru might have been heaven, what's in the Bible, because they compare, you know, the extraterrestrial Anunnaki with um, whatever God you want, the Elohim, for example, in, in the Bible, depending on who you talk to. So it was just like, it, it, to me, it was a lot of mistrans uh, misunderstood translations when somebody says, hey, well, the, the Anunnaki came from Nibiru. Well, what cuneiform talks about that? Then you learn that there is no cuneiform tablet, but there is possibly a cylinder seal, which a lot of people will, um, will, can look up for themselves. Cylinder seal VA243 is the idea of the what, what Zachariah Sitchin spoke about with the 12th planet. And that was interesting to me, but there is no actual proof for it. So just like with religion, with me wanting to know who God is, I wanted to know um, what the actual Sumerians believed in. It was just almost like a, it's, it's almost like feeling like I learned one thing and then, you know, you hear something so much from so many people and you're like, okay, that I'm going to research that, but you can never find that piece. There's always that missing piece that I, that you can't find when it comes to, to these ancient texts. And, and especially with religion, because the book of Enoch isn't even in, uh, in, in the Holy Bible, and that's weird to me because, from what I understand, that that's just as real as the Holy Bible. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't even. You'd happen even, to know? Sorry, that I just thought of this. When did the Book of Enoch become discovered? Ah, uh, man, I can't remember. I have to look that up. I, I was actually. Um, about to reread that book, but I don't know exactly when it was rediscovered, but I know that it was written after the the initial when when the events actually happened. Just like with the Bible, like um the the with the Bible, the events happened first and then somebody 
sometime later wrote about what happened to those events. So I wasn't yep. sure if they were supposed to be like Enoch was originally like an Old Testament part or if it was something for like the New Testament. Well, I've read the book of Enoch and I read the Dead Sea Scrolls. And then I know the Holy Bible has its many different versions. Like you have the King James Version, you have the New International Version, then you have the King James Version, uh, I guess the 21st century version or whatever. But there are different Bibles. And um, the King James Version, from what I understand, is what um, I've, I've witnessed most people quote from is either the King James Version or coming close behind that is the New International Version. But there's a version before both those that came out before that's supposedly more accurate than both of them. It's called the, it's the Geneva Bible. And what, depending on what, it's so hard how, how, to, how to say this because you also got the Septuagint too. But depending on what Bible you read, what a version you read, um, the idea is that um, the, the, the word e, the, Enoch is in the Holy Bible. It's just not his books. You know, what, whatever books are about him and what happened at that time, they're not included in the Holy Bible. And I know that the Holy Bible, depending on who you talk to, um, from what I understand, is derived from the Dead Sea Scrolls. But then the Dead Sea, a lot of people... <laughs> I've read so many different things dating with the Dead Sea Scrolls in the Book of Enoch. Um, it almost seems like because they're all like we talked about with the Holy Bible and the Samaritans, uh, the information in the Bible, the Dead Sea Scrolls in the Book of Enoch, it all—it's all similar to what you know the Samaritans wrote, you know, during their time, and that and the Akkadians during that time. It's just the names changed. Um, certain uh things like i said birds changed uh when when noah got onto the mountain you know he released two sets of types of birds and then in in the sumerian version you have two different types of birds and it's just it's almost all of it's about the same just somebody else just told their different version almost like if we lined up 10 people and we turned told the first person a story and by the time we got to the 10th person you'll have a little bit of everything from each one of those, you know, people leading up to the 10th person, but the story would be something nowhere near what you said. Everybody would add their little bit in there. And, but the core of what you said is still in there. And that's basically what I understand from, from the Bible when people say, well, the Bible is not true. But I know a lot of times when people say the Bible isn't true and they don't believe in it from the books that I've read, um, you'll learn later on, they'll say, they'll quote something from the Bible. So it's almost like you have to read the Bible to almost understand anything else. I believe like clearly there was an ice age. Right. And if we follow the story of science or whatever for the ice age, when I think everything melted, I think that did cause water to rise. And I think that's what the flood stories were from mm -hmm. was based off of the ice sheets and the, oceans and everything else lakes rising so the water was flooding more from the melting and i think that's why no matter where you find these old texts and old stories i think that's why they have the same 
concepts to them because I think they all experience the same thing. Right. So. And, I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up because you said, um, and I just want to make sure I heard you correctly, that the stories are similar because you believe it was a global event, right? Like, yeah, that's you know, right. Okay, so that's something that I've read too, and I can absolutely see that. But um, let me ask you something. Do you think it's kind of impossible to have uh, similarities found in ancient Near East and ancient Mesopotamia? I mean, uh, not Mesopotamia, um, Mesoamerica? That's one of the things I wanted to talk about is like the pyramids that they find, the Aztec pyramids, the Egyptian pyramids, and like... Mm -hmm the other structures that they found, like all of that stuff has always been interesting to me because yep. some of the technology or whatever they had to create some of this stuff to me just blows my mind because like it defies what we can do almost today to an extent. Right. And I'm glad you said that, that you wanted to talk about that. So, um, and I just want to make sure that we're on the same page when it comes to the way they cut the stone, have you ever really like dug down and figured out like, like what was an easy way for them to cut stone back then? I would think it would probably be diamond would be this man, just because it's the hardest, <laughs> it's the hardest one that would cut something. But man, I think modern, <laughs> I think modernized people use the diamond for, riches and wealth and everything else but i yeah. think back in those days that was used for as a tool tool man you know what bro look this this this, this don't turn to a whole different um way listen i've been saying that for the longest people would say well how did they cut these stones how did they cut these stones all you have to do is google what's the hardest um rock you could just say rock what's the hardest rock out there and you'll find out that there's a that I believe is like diorite or something like that, or the the stones that they use in the ancient Egyptian pyramids. I'm, I can't I can't remember offhand, but I believe it's diorite. Um, I'm not sure what's the hardest stone, um, but uh, I looked up this a long time. How would they be able to cut stone, right? And I was like diamonds, okay, because I, I heard about diamond cutting saws. You know, I have I have a, I have a saw in my backyard or in my shed that I used to put planks down um, in my house. Di uh, I believe diamonds were used as, as, a, um, uh, as a tool also because a lot of times a lot of people say, well, they didn't have metal, they didn't have uh, uh, metal tools back then. That's what a lot of people say, right? They say, oh, we didn't, there's no metal tool, blah, blah, blah. And I just looked it up. Diamond is the hardest natural material in the world. Um, I just wanted to make sure of that. But when people say that uh, they that there's no way that they had metal so they couldn't cut stone, I always wondered, well, you know, these the people back then, the ancient people back then, they they used creativity. Um, diamonds weren't, I mean, you watch a, a commercial nowadays and, you know, they talk about diamonds and how uh, is, is it, it's a woman's best friend, basically, you know, give your, give your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other diamonds. But back then they used it to cut stone and you can even use it to like, almost like to shape stone also. And, and I'm glad that you said that because there's a lot of people that say, a lot of people don't agree with that. Ha have you ever told anybody else that? 
I've honestly never talked to anyone about ancient history because I'm one of the, I guess, around here I'm that weirdo guy. <laughs> <thinks of things. laughs> so, but no, I've never really talked about it. I watch History Channel. I watch Ancient Aliens and yeah. stuff like that. That's always been something right. that's fascinated me. But uh, I, I think. I want to say this be real quick. I'm going to stop you at, uh, I think, because I'm going to forget this. Um, watch the first episode, okay, of Ancient Aliens. It's the one with, um, I think it's from 2009, March, or something like that. Uh, Giorgio Sukulos goes in there, and he talks about how he was inside, I believe, the pyramids. And he he uh, it was dark in there, and they, they, they didn't have any way to navigate in there. And he told himself, because I have it played and I have it recorded, he says that, um, well, there was no light and blah, 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 blah. So he took out a lighter. He wanted to ignite the lighter, right, to give themselves some light so they can see. And he said, but to your surprise, you, there, there wasn't enough oxygen to light that lighter. Now, I want you to look up, anybody that's listening, look up how much it takes for a human to breathe, how much oxygen is needed for a human to breathe. And then look up how much oxygen is needed to light a fire. And I'm going to tell you that it takes more, it takes less oxygen to light a fire than what is needed for a human. If you breathed in the same amount of air that fire is needed to be ignited, you will suffer from oxygen deprivation. But that's actually hope, funny that you brought that up because I actually had a discussion with someone the other day about pyramids. And I hope I said that right, though. <laughs> uh, I was wondering, is like, how did they ever see when they were building these things? Like, how did they see inside of them? Because we have these mammoth stones building it up, and they got their passageways. And I was like, someone had to, to have designed this prior to them just placing it. Because it's not like they just built this big pyramid and just, like, there's actually, like, ways to go through it. There's different room, everything. Like, it was designed. And for what purpose, I'm, I don't know, but like, yeah. it's just weird to me. Like, and it's taken them. If you, I think they said, I watched some of it. It's like 2000 years to build the great pyramid of Giza. Yeah. Like, well, for 2000 years, I heard, I heard so many different versions, but yeah, that was definitely one of them. It's just like, how did they see in there? See what they well, were doing. From what I learned from pyramids, cause I actually took, a class from Harvard, and I hope I really said it right about the oxygen thing. But basically, I want to make sure I, I'm going to say it real quick before I get over it. Basically, Giorgio Suclos was saying that he didn't have enough oxygen to light a lighter, but had enough oxygen to breathe. And that didn't, that's the first episode. When I first heard that for the first time on that episode, that kind of made me question, every, question everything after that. Because that 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 basically told me that um, I, either one or two things the editing was bad on that episode, or they was trying to get a major wow effect, or he was just trying to be exaggerating. But anyway, um, about the pyramids, uh, the pyramids were, uh, and this is just from taking multiple different um, uh, 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 sources from different places, and also there is actually a uh, uh, ancient text. Um, I think it's, uh, oh man, it's on a scroll, I believe. And I can't remember if it started with an M or not, but I'll, I have to look it up. It's, it basically is supposed to tell you how the pyramids were built, but it was so badly deteriorated. They couldn't really 
get anything from it. But from what I understand, the pyramids were made in in um, by steps. Like they first started in like you have the bent pyramid and then you have the step pyramids and stuff like that. So, but they were made um, in steps. Like one one way, it was made one way for a certain amount of time, and then it was progressively getting different and stuff like that. But that, that does make some sense just because if they really took 2000 years, they got plenty of time to change things up. As yeah, they go along. it was um, uh, basically like almost like a procedure, like almost like how you would build a car. I, I'm not um, or a house. Basically, you build the foundation first and then you do the next step from there. I don't exactly know how to do how to um, build the house or not, but there were it it, it was parts of it like the electrician wouldn't do what the the uh, plumber would do you know what I mean and a plumber wouldn't do with um what the carpentry person would do carpenter or 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 the electrician everybody had their own step but um and they came in at different times so like they built the pyramid one way and it was good for a certain amount of time and then it was like okay now we got better technology and um somebody who can create things better have a better eye and stuff and they they just built on top of that and um i actually read too that i can't remember who it was i have a lot of notes because man i'm i have so much information i have to keep these notes with me but um when you said 2000 years, I've also read 20 years it took to 20, like 22 years to build the pyramids on one, one occasion. And so many people would say, just like you said, um, you know, you said 2000 and then I've read 22. And some of them I read, like a couple of them said maybe a couple of hundred years in between. But if it was built in, 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 in different time periods in different ways, uh, it makes sense that everybody would claim, hey, well, we finished this in this amount of time. Like the last one could have been like, well, we probably put up 50 stones and it took us like 20 years or something. You know what I mean? And that's usually how it is, is whoever is the last one to record when is it done is basically the person that's going to give credit to. Um, I think that's what, what happened with a lot, because if you look at the pyramids and um, all, all around the world, they all have the same almost the same type of um layout basically if you look at them um and from what i've read is that uh it was basically coming from all from the same type of people the same people who you know basically migrated out to the different areas around the world and learned how to build pyramids because you know the um pyramids in egypt aren't even the oldest pyramids. There are um, pyramids, I believe, in Peru that are older than the ones in Egypt. And then they have pyramids that's, are in, that's in China and in Bosnia that hasn't even um, been um, dug up or anything because there's no authorization to touch them and stuff like that. So they, they believe that there's pyramids out there and they believe they're older than the ones in Egypt. They say that the ones in Egypt are basically almost like the newer ones. Now, I'm not 100% sure on this. I'm trying to remember because it's been a while. But didn't they discover something in Turkey, like a cave system that had like a city 
that they discovered in like a cave system over there that they were dating back to like as one of the very first. So I think I know what you're talking about. Um, basically, it was like a, a, somebody was remodeling their house and they knocked out a back wall and it led to a, a, a underground city or something like that. Yeah. I think I, I think I, yeah, I think I think I've um, yeah I've read that before in, in Turkey. I think it was in Turkey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it. And probably on most likely ancient aliens, but. I thought they were saying that they date it back further than like any known, like even older than like the like ancient Sumerian and everything else. Like I thought they were saying that they were like over ten thousand years old. Well, humanity's history goes back almost depending on what you consider humans. They say that humanity started when uh, we went to bipedalism, basically using our legs to walk and there's just different species um i think it's the australopithecus uh, afarensis and australopithecus ramidus i think those two are the ones that uh are uh, where we come are, are basically our the species that we come from but uh, the history of humanity goes anywhere from two to four million years ago, okay? And I know me and you, we're talking, we have a general idea of what a human looks like. But the Homo erectus, um, and in many cases, Neanderthals, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference of them being here if they was in modern clothes. Um, from what I've read is, you know, the Neanderthals were you know, a lot bigger. They had bigger brains, bigger heads and stuff like that. But um, do you remember Andre the Giant? Yeah. How big he was? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't look like no normal human that you would see on a daily basis, especially now in 2022. You know what I mean? He, he looked very, he looked very different. And then you had, you know, the Undertaker and all them guys, you know, all them tall guys. Yeah. Um, People looked a lot older back in the in the, in the early '90s. Um, I was born in the '80s, so looking at people in the '90s, they you know the mustache made people look almost 10, 15 years older. You know. Yeah, I remember the mustache and, days. Yeah, so you know when when they say you know like uh, when I when I hear you know um, modern humans, a lot a lot of people like to say modern humans. Well, we're we're Homo sapiens sapiens. We're the subspecies of the Homo sapiens. And the oldest Homo sapiens, um, according to science right now, from I don't know how long uh, if they updated it since since about a year or two ago, but the oldest Homo sapien bones is found in Morocco, Africa. Now in Morocco, Africa, you can see Spain from Africa, and you can see Africa from Spain. Their land is so closely together that you can, on a nice clear day, you can actually see the land over there. So, you know, people migrating from, you know, Morocco, Africa to Europe, that's not hard to do. And then, you know, a lot of people say, well, um, well, how did we get to the Middle East? Well, you know, that's, that, that, that's an easy walk over there. And when I when I say that home, uh, humanity goes back two to four million years, depending on who you talk to, because there's like I said, that can be debated. Um, that usually started somewhere in somewhere in Central Africa, 
or Ethiopia. A lot of people say, um, from what I've read from the different books that I've read, uh, that uh, uh, humanity started in Central Africa. But the people that are today, the ones that look like us today, they came from somewhere from Ethiopia area. And they, they left, I believe it's like Haplo Group L3 or something like that, the one that that gave them the out of Africa theory uh, idea or whatnot. But the, if you take, you know, the modern humans today, the homo sapiens sapiens, and you take the, the homo sapiens, the homo sapiens are the ones with the elongated heads or had more of an elongated head. And if you take a Neanderthal or a Cro-Magnum or um, uh, Homo erectus and you, you know, shave them, you know, give them some lotion, um, cut their hair and, you know, make them fit more, they'll just look like somebody from a different country, you know, or a continent because I've, I've been all over the world, basically. And sometimes I look at people and I'm like, man, there's no way to do this 100% human. <laughs> I mean, you could look at some people and be like, yo, this, they're, they're, they're either way too tall or they're way big. They built too wide or something just doesn't look what would you would normally see what people would say is natural in the eyes of, you know, um, modern TV or whatnot. But, and that's where um, a lot of people get the idea that, you know, Homo erectus or Neanderthal, they look, very, very different than us. But I mean, if you put them in the same clothes as us, and I mean, they'd just be like somebody from a different country. I mean, I've seen people from um, who came from, you know, Russia or Europe area, and you know, they, they'll have no hair on their heads and stuff like that. I, um, matter of fact, I knew a guy that had no hair on his eyebrows, no mustache, no hair on his head, no nothing. And he looked, he looked a lot different than you know, the what most people would, if you've seen somebody with eyebrows and a mustache, just completely nothing. And some people would say that, hey, well, you know, um, you know, it's just whatever genetic code that he has. But uh, they say that our genetic code, um, the way we look can be uh, from anybody in our genetic code. So there's no telling if somebody might have a little Neanderthal in them where when they're born, the, the, the gene for the Neanderthal takes over how they look. And they might be classified as a homo sapiens sapien, but their gene, the, the, the genetic code in them came out and they have what would typically be what a Neanderthal look like. And, and it's weird because, man, I can go on about this a lot. I wondered, you know, um, if religion, if we was to believe in a God, what happened to all the species before that? I mean, I don't know if you've ever thought about that um, growing up or anything, but that was just like one of the craziest thing I thought about was what happened to everybody and everything before that. They all just kind of vanished, but we kept evolving. Yeah. This actually brings me to something else. And this podcast, it goes to conspiracies. It goes all the way to like paranormal and Sasquatch sightings and whatever mm -hmm. else. And I want to talk about that too one day, because I got uh, an idea about that too. Well, this is interesting because you kept saying modern human. Mm -hmm. I have an interview that's coming out on an upcoming episode with someone who refers to something 
of a Dr. Melba Ketchum, mm-hmm. who's been studying all these findings for supposed Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. And she did all this testing and the termination of it was it's modern human. It's not homo sapien, but it's modern human. And I know they've been reclassifying what modern human is lately. Yep. They have. So I thought that was interesting that he brought that up. And I was like, I'm pretty sure like modern human is now not considered just us. <clears throat> so well, uh, so I don't know how that all connects. I people are clearly seeing something. I've never seen one, so I can't say one way or the other. But it is interesting because I've always wondered if they're not just another we say Neanderthal died off however many years ago and there's other offshoots and this and that. What if something that they're seeing is just something that's still around from that we thought died off years ago? I'm going to bring up two points. Um, I'm going to get back with the the, the Sasquatch uh, or Bigfoot idea. I want to talk about that because I'm actually going to write an article on that and I'm going to get real deep, deep into that in a second. But <clears throat> Um, modern humans. So I actually broke that down. I actually had to look that up. Um, whenever I write my articles on rebirthoftheword.com, um, I write it to where if I say something, all you have to do is Google it, basically. So if I say the Sumerians are the first civilization, you can go to Google and say, um, are the Sumerians the first civilization? You'll get so many ideas on why they are considered the first civilization. Not saying that um, that that's what I believe, but that's what's generally accepted. So one of the things that I did with modern human was I had to look up the definition of of modern one day because I wanted to know what was a modern human too, because a lot of people like to say um, modern human when they're describing um, species. And basically that's just relating to the present or recent time as opposed to the remote past. So basically, if you want to break it down um, in technical terms, I guess you can say um, there are m- multiple modern humans, right? Um, but there's only one modern human species as of today. And that's, I guess I would say that would be um, Homo sapiens sapiens. But then I had to look up human and what makes a human. And you have to go and use I had to go and look up all the definitions that related to human. And basically what I found out is humanity, a human, there's, there's different, different definitions for that. But what makes us um, humankind, uh, I, I guess the old word is mankind. A lot of people used mankind back then, but now today they're using humankind. And what makes a human kind individual like us is like I said the bipedalism walking on two feet and um, right now there's two species that I know of that that describes that but um, there's also other species that hint towards that too but the modern humans is that's that gets that gets uh confusing depending on who you talk to so like whenever somebody I have a discussion with somebody and they say modern humans, usually I'll be like, well, what is your definition? So that way I can stay on their term. Now with, uh, what was the second thing that you said that I said I was going to get back to? With Sasquatch. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading the, um, the epic, uh, the epic poem of Gilgamesh, the, the 
old, it's supposed to be an old Sumerian Akkadian Babylonian tale. Okay. Um, do you know anything about Gilgamesh? Just a little bit. Like I've heard it again, like probably off of something from the history channel. Cause okay. I usually have that on in the background if I'm doing something. So I'm listening yeah. to it. I'm not hundred percent always watching it, but I usually have something on nowadays. It's probably bluey or some sort of kid cartoon, but <laughs> before kids, it's all I ever really had on the background. <laughs> right. Right. So Gilgamesh was basically, he, he was basically a king or um, part god. Um, he, the book, um, from what I understand, the epic tale of uh, Gilgamesh, um, I can't remember which version I have. I think it's from Andrew George. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's from Andrew George. But um, Wasn't he a giant or a giant involved in it? Or it um, something else. Some some people would consider him a giant because of artifacts that depict him as uh, holding a lion in his arms. So that's indicating that he's kind of he. I mean, to hold a lion, you got to be somebody big. You know what I mean? So some people would say that's why where he gets his, uh, the giant idea from. But he was basically a hero in ancient Mesopotamia, and there's a, a book on him, um, cuneiform tablets and stuff like that, where people. Uh, um, said that it was basically a poem that was written in Akkadian times. Um, he was a historical king in the Sumerian uh, city-state of York. And what's interesting about him is he had somebody that he would, that was kind of like a, a friend given to him, and his name was Enkidu. And Enkidu, I, I, get, I think I'm saying that correctly. If I'm not, it's spelled E-N-I-K. I E N K I D U. I said that wrong. E N K I D U. And uh, he was basically Gilgamesh's, um, uh, I want to say friend. And it was a friend that was given to him. And he was the one that hung out with the animals. Now, um, his description of him, according to the book that I'm reading, I think, like I said, it's from Andrew George. And, and it talks about how he has. Uh, hair all over his body like he, he he has hair all over his body but then when um when he's all cleaned up and whatnot he looks as good as the gods um and anything of the, from what i understand about bigfoot and sasquatch is basically it's a human-like figure with nothing but hair all around it. um i've heard about the different noises it makes and the smell that comes with it and stuff like that I mean, I don't know about all that, but I do know if somebody was to describe it. And from what I remember growing up, um, <laughs> it's crazy that uh, I'm putting this two, these two together because Enkidu, I believe I'm saying that correctly, but he's supposed to be, or what I think he may be, possibly the, the, the Bigfoot or Sasquatch, because he was the one that was living with the human, I mean, not with the humans, with the animals. And then when he um, basically had sex with a prostitute, a woman that was supposed to uh, lure him into meeting Gilgamesh, um, he lost all his animal uh, rights with, with the rest of the animals. And uh, that's, um, if you listen to his, his, his show again or listen to what he says, or if you have a chance to talk to him, ask him about, the, um, ask him about uh, Gilgamesh's uh, buddy Enkidu. 
And this was what? this was actually just a guy that actually said he saw something back in the 1970s. Oh, okay. But he said it because <clears throat> he researches Sasquatch, and he said this is some of the stuff that he's uncovered far as like scientific stuff they've looked into. I mean, shoot, if he did it, man, <clears throat> I would definitely look at or you. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write an article on it because I, I really do believe that that's something related. I mean, I, he's supposed to be described as the same thing as what a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot would look like. Big and, you know, um, hairy, basically. I believe people are seeing something because there's just way too many accounts because mm-hmm. I can't see everyone misidentifying the same thing, especially some of these stories are so similar that I can't believe everyone's just making it up because I'm a nobody podcaster. So what do they expect to get out right out for me? Just telling me some big story. Like, okay, well I don't use your information. Like no one knows who you are. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're just feeding me a line of crap, then that's, I guess if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I think a lot of these people are very sincere because whether I believe it or not, because I try to remain skeptical on everything, but I also keep an open mind because I believe that they believe what they're saying, if that makes sense. And you know, that's the same thing with with the alien ideas and, and, and God ideas and all that. Like, I know, okay, I, from all the stuff that I've read, um, no matter what I read, the, there's always a hint about gods and extraterrestrials or, or whatever. And I, there's just, if people tell me what science says this, science says that you have to have the perfect, um, everything has to be perfect to create life, right? And then they'll say, well, our planet, I've read that some people believe that our planet is the only habitable planet. But science says that there's billions, possible trillions of planets out there. And if that's possible, of course, we can't be alone. And then not only that, we haven't explored everything on planet Earth. Like not everything has been explored. I mean, from what I understand from the stuff I read, we know more about our space than we know about our own oceans. And that's weird to me because there's a lot of places. They say that they find, um, I've read um, from doc, um, uh, peer review uh, articles and stuff like that all the time. And there's always somebody saying on there, you know, we found new, a new species. We found this. And then this species died off. And then we found the species that we thought was extinct, but it's been here the whole time. And it's just like, like you said, I know you believe somebody's seen something and people can't be making up. Not everybody can be making up the same same type of story. And I believe that too, because when I was growing up, I mean, growing up in the 80s, you know, I was a kid. And then in the 90s, when I was able to really retain stuff, um, Bigfoot was all over TV. I mean, all the time he was on TV, the sightings, um, uh, recordings and stuff like that. And like, you know, today we, we have really good cameras, but for some reason, when it's really important time to record something, it, it's blurry and it's bad. And, and it's crazy because back then a lot of people have a lot of video and pictures and stuff of things, but because we have Photoshop today, it's hard to believe any of that stuff. 
I think as a society today, we are programmed to discredit everything because someone could post up a photo and it's blurry and everyone's like, oh, it's fake because it's blurry. But if someone were to actually post up something that was 100% authentic and clear as day, everyone would say it was Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Like they would have to be in the middle, right off on it, seeing it with their own eyes. And then even then they will come up and say, well, I was either too tired or too sick or something. But yeah, I, I agree with you. It's going to have to take off running in the middle of like a NFL football game or something where yeah. all these people in a stadium see it at the same time. And it's on live television. That's the only way people are going to all be like, well, hey, what's that? But then you'd still have those people saying it was just some crazy fan running in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and that's the same thing with the alien sightings. Like I like I like I like. I like the show Ancient Aliens because it's entertaining. I'm just going to say that. I'm, I'm, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody on that show, but um, part of the reason why I started reading the books that I, I own, I have a lot of books. I mean, and I have a lot of ancient texts. Part of the reason why I started picking those books up and reading them for myself is because when you watch Ancient Aliens, they say, it's not us saying it. It's the ancient people saying it. And in, in some cases, yes, some of the stuff that they say, um, the ancient, uh, in the ancient text, it does talk about that. Like, it does, like there is text in the Sumerian text that does talk about the creation of humans. But that's, it doesn't tell you when, like, I haven't been able to find exactly when that cuneiform was recorded. And um, whether I believe it or not, it, there is some truth to it yes like they sent the ancient text does say certain things but when i watch that show agent aliens they they um they always ask questions like how did they do this how did they do that how did they do this and i would literally when they would say that go to google and say on one of the things we talked about like the diamond diamonds um i wanted to know what could cut stone and i found out diamonds can cut stone and I was like, well, um, if I can do that, and you're supposed to be some big time researcher, and you're supposed to be, the, you know, you're supposed to know this stuff, and you know, you're supposed to go with the flow, and you know, you know your material. Um, why are you asking questions that you can answer at the same time? You know, um, I love the show Ancient Aliens. It gives you a lot of stuff to research. Um, anybody that says, hey, I believe 100% what the Ancient Aliens show believes in or what they're sharing um, just tells me that what, two things. One, um, you're very easily entertained, right? Because that, that show is very easily, is very easily to get, um, get, get stuck in. And um, it doesn't take much because they, they do a big old wow factor. I mean, the first episode show that. And two, you don't care about research. Um, I can't take what somebody says and be like, oh, well, that's 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 the word. That's what you know. That's what this person told me. I can't. I mean, who who am I to argue with that person? You argue with that person when you go in there and research everything that they talk about on ancient aliens. You can research on Google. There are peer-reviewed articles. They have um, websites where you can take um, free classes from like Harvard and stuff. Like I I got certificates from Harvard from taking classes on the. Uh, taking classes on on the on the pyramid and uh, on the egyptian pyramids 
Um, they have, uh, you can go to uh, scholar.google.com and you can read, you know, uh, all kinds of articles, books and stuff like that. They even give you books that you can look on books.google.com and read some of the texts that, um, that you won't find at some of the bookstores. And it's amazing that you can go through and research all that stuff and see for yourself what they what they talk about in ancient names like um this for example um how did they move the big old rocks whenever i watched that show they said man didn't have the power to do this but i don't think they understand that animals helped us a lot with a lot of our um civilizations you know i mean even till to this day we still use uh animals to uh, not 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 you know in big construction sites and stuff like that, but there are animals that help move you know giant equipment and stuff like that in different countries and stuff like that. So why wouldn't that why wouldn't the Egyptians use a, an elephant at that time or two or three to move those big old rocks? You know what I mean? Like they make it seem like we didn't have nothing but ourselves to move those big old rocks, and it makes me wonder. Okay, I get the wow factor. I know you're trying to get everybody to be wild, but I'm not wild by that because I'm thinking in my head like they had to move it. And then they, you know, when you watch ancient aliens, they'll talk about you know physics and stuff like that. And then they'll talk about well, how did they move? How did they stack the the the, the pyramids? How did they make the pyramids? How did they? you know, level out the foundation of the earth and stuff. And a lot of that stuff was done by ancient people just, you know, doing it over and over again. I don't think people really understand when they watch that show that what the Sumerians were doing at that time, people were doing for thousands of years before that. Um, like I said, the pyramids in Egypt aren't even the oldest ones on planet earth. There are older pyramids I believe in Peru, and then you got Bosnia, uh, yeah, Bosnia and um, in China, and then think about the pyramid that's possibly in, in, in Antarctica. I mean, you got all these evidence out there, and they say, well, we didn't have the technology to move that. Well, what is your definition of technology? Because a bow and arrow is a type of technology, a spear is a type of technology. So what kind of technology are they saying? Because when I hear, well, we didn't have that technology, I just wonder, do you even understand what the meaning of technology is? Like, do you understand the definition or are you trying to make it seem like we're dumb individuals? And that's basically, you know, what I get from when I watch ancient things. Like I'm, I'm actually in the middle right now going to go do a podcast episode or some type of, review on each and every single episode and show people, hey, this is how you find out what they're talking about. This is why this doesn't make sense. This is yeah, why like not 18 seasons now or something. Yeah. But see, I'm probably not going to do every episode, but probably the big, but maybe but definitely I'm going to do a lot of them because I just want to get to the point where I want, I don't want people to take my word for it. I don't, I'm not trying to take say hey there's no such thing as aliens or this or that i want people to be like hey where can i find the original text and look for it and that's what i'm trying to do is give people the the idea to research it for themselves you know what i mean like 
Yeah, don't take everything that the TV is telling you because, yeah. again, that's made for entertainment. Do your own research and look into yeah. it. And, and, and my website is basically a breakdown on how to do that in small increments. Like my articles are no longer than maybe eight, nine minute reads. And that just depends on how fast you read. That's for a more of a slower reader that is about eight, nine minutes. So it might take somebody average maybe five or six minutes to read a, read an article. But you'll get so much information out of those, those articles. Like um, when I talked about the Sumerian civilization, I gave a reason why they were considered the, the, the first civilization. Not that I believe it. Or that's what I agree with, but, but but that's what's generally accepted. That's what's generally accepted around the world, that the Sumerians are the oldest civilization. And then um, what I'm doing now is uh, everything that I posted on my website, I like to make sure that I go back and update. Because if you read a book today, okay, about anything, it could be about anything about history, um, tomorrow something can change in that book. And you'll still be going off of the old information. So what I'm trying to do is go back to all my um, articles and basically talk about what it is I learned since then. So like I, I said, the Sumerians are the first civilization. Well, then I can read, write about why other people thought um, what could be considered an older civilization or um, uh the dates that changed, like I know um, Zechariah Sitchin says the Sumerian civilization started around 3800 BC. I took a class, um, I can't remember from what from what school it was. Uh, I, I want to say it was from Harvard. It, I want to say it was, but I took a class and they actually said that the, um, the, the Sumerian civilization was closer to 3200 BC. So I try to take, so say like if I wrote 3,800 BC in my article, I can say, well, when I learned that, I learned it from this person and I got a more accurate date from this person because of this, that, and the third, I'm able to tell them why I'm, I'm basically giving you an update to what I've learned. And, and I want to keep that going because <clears throat> like I said, uh, a lot of people consider us just homo sapiens, but technically we are homo sapiens sapiens. And um, that 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 does mean something because there's a there's a um, disconnect from what I understand in the world of trying to understand you know where humans originated from is that there's a dis there's a, there's some there's a big old gap between uh, from how we got to Homo sapiens sapiens not Homo sapiens but Homo sapiens sapiens because like I said. Homo sapiens started supposedly in Morocco, Africa, and then us Homo sapiens sapiens somewhere closer to Ethiopia. And it's just, man, it's just crazy. <laughs> you mentioned I, I, you mentioned Antarctica, and I've actually been asked by several people to try and do an episode about Antarctica because there were so many different theories relating to Antarctica that. I tried to look into it a little bit and it just depends on which avenue you want to go down, which rabbit hole you feel like going yep. down. Like <laughs> some believe that like you mentioned the pyramid, some believe that there's a entrance to a hollow earth. Others believe mm -hmm. that it's an ice ring because the earth is actually flat, which I have an episode coming up soon that I recorded with one of the main flat earth believers. And 
he actually presents some stuff that does make you question certain things. I'm not here to say the earth is round or flat. I've never been to space to look down on it. I don't see how the, I don't see how the entire planet would be involved in a giant massive cover up to say that the earth is flat. Yeah. But some of the stuff that they do bring up as valid points. It's just, you have to look like you said, you have to do your own research and but going back to Antarctica, I've been looking into this and I think this is actually how I come across getting in contact with you because one of the forums that I was on, I think you may have commented on it or something. I've been getting contact by a lot of people. So it's hard to keep track from Facebook and everything, these groups that I've been getting a part of, but a lot of the stuff, there's something with Antarctica that I can't quite yet figure out what's going on because they don't want anyone really there and there's something there's something interesting i'll just leave it at that going on with antarctica i don't know how other way of describing it. it's like i said there's just so many different paths you can take to go down that rabbit hole to come to some sort of weird conclusion right no but, you're absolutely right you, you are absolutely right um it's it's crazy like i i if it for one we're not allowed to go there as 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 people for some reason i heard that we're not even allowed to take a flight or ship or anything there so we're not allowed to go there and then you have all the the major um people from russia china you know japan um all the European countries in America, they, you know, they got their hands in there in, in, in Antarctica. This is, man, you know what? <clears throat> we can definitely do this more often, um, especially if you need somebody extra on the panel, because I, I can go on about this all day, man. Like I have. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I'd be interested in doing because with just being by myself and just starting out, I'm still trying to get the feel for everything. And, and I'm going to tell you, practice this keep using these as practice i'm sorry go ahead no you're okay <laughs> it's just a matter of trying to do research i have been asking questions and everyone's like do your own research i was like i don't have all the time in the world to research this one topic for an episode because i've got interviews tomorrow i've got like two different interviews tomorrow with people from paranormal podcast interest. like it's this podcast doesn't focus on just one thing it branches right. off and I actually got my first warning from someone two days ago because I was looking into aliens and like it led to like alien abductions. And I was asking if anyone's ever had that type of experience. Mm. And, and someone told me, which again, they apparently looked at my Facebook profile. So it kind of makes me think I should probably make it one that doesn't have any of my information on it just to <laughs> try and get stuff. But they yeah. said that they worry for me and my family because once I start looking into this type of stuff it starts looking back i was yeah. like i was like okay <laughs> thanks yeah. I, you know how many podcasts and people out there doing this stuff there's a ton a lot of people but i would I, i'll give you some advice from what i learned man um I, I i started my podcast a year ago almost and um i had to restart it because for one the audio wasn't good and i had to learn all that stuff so i, I learned all that 
But what I would say about um, interviews, you, like you said, you got different subjects. So what I would do, man, is I would write 10 questions, right? Like you already know that you want to talk about the Anunnaki, right? So we'll write 10 questions. Now, those 10 questions can be asked to 20 different people. And you'll get so many different answers from those 10 questions. And it's basically you're building, you know, you can you can fine tune those questions as you go and stuff. But that keeps you that keeps you being able to have a flow with your podcast. Because remember when I asked you earlier today um, or yesterday, what do you want to talk about and stuff like that? Um, what I usually do is um, I, I write down 10. Like if I want to talk to somebody, I give them 10. Que- I, I'll write down 10 questions to, to uh to, to ask somebody and it usually helps me keep the flow going and that way whenever you get somebody like you said you're not too not you say you you, you know a little bit about basically everything and you, you don't have time to research every piece apart that gives you an idea like once you start um, talking to people and getting their ideas man you can start um, uh, putting two and two together and whenever you have time then you can research it those 10 questions can be like questions you can research for yourself so you're knowledgeable on it because I'm telling you, man, I was thinking the same way, bro. Like when I was like, man, I'm going to start doing interviews with people. How to, how to, you know, some things that I don't know about and some things I do know about. I told myself, man, those 10, five to 10 questions is probably what you get to a good hour of a good interview. Yeah, I had questions right up for a couple different interviews that I've done, especially with the Flat Earth one, because yeah. that's a topic that... I find it interesting, but, and I've even brought it up on that episode. I was like, looking for information for that, the people that are involved with that are not very welcoming. Like, yeah. they're very, uh, they automatically, they're like, call you a globe tart or something like that. Yeah. Because, like, okay, well, you want to try and enlighten people to your side, but you're not very open about it because the moment someone asks a question, you start going off and arguing with them because they asked a question. One thing that I learned, man, is if, if if you can't explain it in your words without trying to make it all scientific and all that, trying to copy what somebody else says, then you don't know it yourself. Um, I, I get the same thing. Um, I, I talk a lot about the Anunnaki and I talk a lot about um, gods and stuff like that. Uh, and a lot of people will tell me, well, you don't know what you're talking about because that's not what it says. Well, every book that I personally own has you know tabs in there and basically those tabs are things that I need to research more or get more familiar with or something that I want to write down in my article or podcast and stuff like that and um people would tell me all the time I hear oh you don't know what you're talking about blah blah blah. and just like I was talking about today about the epic of, of Gilgamesh. Um, a lot of people believe that's an actual true tale. I mean, when you watch Ancient Aliens, they they sometimes talk about the epic of Gilgamesh. But when you open up the book and read what Andrew George says, he actually says the epic of Gilgamesh is fiction. Now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but fiction means, means that it's made up, right? Uh, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pre- yeah. So if Andrew George, who um, says that he translated the text himself or he researched the text himself. And he says that the Epic of Gilgamesh is, is fiction. Then what does that say about everything that was shown about ancient aliens or um, the many people who say uh, 
well, you can just read the Epic of Gilgamesh and they will talk about the flood story and they'll talk about this and they'll talk about that, blah, 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 blah. And I tell them, and I'll sit here and say, well, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh was fiction. They're like, no, it's not. They'll start yelling and cursing and, you know, depending on whatever it is over, um, messaging me or whatever the case may be. I mean, I have people send me videos telling me I'm lying. So I will go get my book because I have them all tabbed. And when they go through their little tantrum, I'll open up the book and say, this is what it says on this page. And they'll be like, well, that's the wrong translation. And I'm just like, but you didn't even read, you didn't even know this much. So how are you going to tell me it's a wrong translation? I just said that, you know, I only share what I've learned. Um, what, and I say what I share, share today could be wrong tomorrow. Definitely, most, most certainly can. Um, but I know where to back up my information. And I have all my books on my website and classes that I've taken. So when I say something, I'm saying it with confidence. And I mean what I say because I, that's what I've learned. You know, I'm getting it from someone. Um, I always talk about this with people. You have two people who have PhDs in the same exact field, right? Those two PA, people with the PhDs have two different theories. Which one do you pick to believe in? The one that makes you feel good inside or the one that's spitting facts? And how do you know which one is spitting facts? You know what I mean? Like who, who do you know is actually saying what's true? They're both PhDs. They both have the same PhD in the same field. They studied the same exact thing. And they're saying two different things um, in their theories. Okay. So how can you pick which one? you believe in and a lot of people have their choice of who they believe in and who they don't believe in i'll read a book today that says hey this was my translation on the epic of gilgamesh and then i'll read somebody else's translation and it'll be different a word will be different here and there and words can make a whole sent change a whole sentence a whole meaning to a sentence so every word is important but i'm i me personally i'm just that type of person where I'm going to read what it says, I'm going to share it, and I'm going to go from there. Um, I am going to do a lot of critical thinking. I'm going to make sure that I break down and research what I can about it. Um, if you say uh, Sumerians are the first civilization, then I'm going to go to Britannica. That's a good website to, to get information from and see what they say. Then I'm going to go to, um, to uh, uh, the electronic text corpus of Sumerian literature and see what they say. And then I want to go to JSTOR. And that's where uh, it's spelled J-S-T-O-R is where you get a lot of articles and stuff like that. And I'm going to go to everything that I talked about, like the uh, Google books and all that. And I'm going to look and research everything I can. I'm going to put it all together on my website. And then I'm going to publish it. And it's basically it's telling you what I've learned what's academically accepted, what many people believe, and why there are so many still questions about it. I'm not trying to prove anything because I can't prove anything that happened, you know, six to 10 to 20,000 years ago, a million years ago. But what I can do is give you the information of what everybody shared from, from what they, from their, from their idea. You know what I mean? So that's that's basically what I try to do, man. I always try and look at it as, you guys can also do your own research and come to the same conclusions, or you can come to your own different conclusion based off of how you interpret whatever's there that's been provided to you. So 
I don't ask anyone to believe anything I tell them because whatever I've come to that conclusion to is based off of what I've researched. I ask them to do their own research and come up with the same conclusion or different. And we can discuss that. Right. So, but with you giving everyone the information and having a link for them to follow that information, it's a great idea because it definitely helps validate where you've got your research and how you came to your conclusions on anything that you've looked into. Yeah. Like I said, man, you can go through any of my articles and any, anything that I said on there, you can just Google and find it's, um, it's, it's not, I'm not saying I, I never put out there what my thoughts or my thoughts, are, uh, what my theories are. Um, that's kind of hard to put out theories because theories can change. The only confident one that I can say is the one that I was talking about today with, with Nkidu, uh Gilgamesh's friend. Um, I believe that that has some play with, with, with uh, what kind of species is out there or, or whatever with the Bigfoot or whatnot. But um, I really do take the time to research everything. I mean, like I said, we can do this more often because we're already at an hour, over an hour, actually. Yeah. And um, we can do this more often. We can actually... Um, we can actually use this one as a practice one. And then I can, um, I can write down some questions and I can present some slideshows next time for you. I love doing that. That's cool with me. Cause if I like, um, cause you say you do, you put yours on YouTube, right? Yeah. I just put the audio and stuff on YouTube, but yeah. So what I can do is I can make, cause, um, I can do it like how I'm starting to do my things. Now we, um, if you want, we can do this in the next two weeks and we can, because I know you said you wanted to talk about the Anunnaki. I can put some stuff together for the Anunnaki and uh, we can uh, we can get on Zoom and I can I, I have it, too. So I can share a screen and all that stuff with you and I can pr- do a present presentation on that. Yeah, that's cool. I definitely want to do that. But like you said, we've been at this for over an hour and I try and keep my episodes right around an hour. So we'll probably wrap this right. one up, but definitely have a more coming because there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about that it's hard to find someone that's knowledgeable enough to have these conversations with I feel like so so I definitely uh, appreciate you coming out and talking with me tonight I know it's a Saturday night but <laughs> it's not like I do a whole lot I love doing this stuff man this is something I enjoy so like I said man you can and you, even with somebody else, if you want to have like a three person, I'm actually looking to have a discussion panel. Like I'm trying to build a discussion panel, you know, like um, uh, somebody else who wants to uh, basically talk about this stuff and get guests. Cause like, I, I'm trying to get big guests too. I don't know if you know who Dr. Sasha Lesson is. I actually just started a series with him. Um, he worked with uh, alongside with Dr. Uh, with uh, Zachariah Sitch and him and Dr. Sasha Lesson worked together. And um, since, uh, you know, the passing of Zachariah Sitch, and of course, I won't I won't be able to get any interviews from him or anything like that. But, you know, Dr. Sasha Lesson working with him. I mean, I'm trying to that's, that's the type of people I'm trying to get on my podcast. And I, and I can definitely help out with that type of stuff, too, with like um, he loves I mean, he loves sharing information. Maybe I can get you on there one day and you can ask him some questions or something. Yeah, definitely. Sounds awesome. All right. Okay. Well, again, I definitely appreciate you coming on here and talking with us tonight. I said, we want to talk about Anunnaki. We kind of did a little bit here and there, but it, it, this is typically how my pods go is 
they stay focused, but they sometimes just go off track because I like to, <laughs> I like to have discussions and my brain just is constantly always going somewhere yeah. and you never know where it's going to lead to. So same here, but the one thing I will touch base before we get off is like I mentioned, looking into aliens and abductions and everything else. And I just two days ago came across something which it was a show on Tubi. I forget what the name of it was, but it was one of those documentaries or whatever. And there's a lady that I'm pretty sure I've seen her on ancient aliens before. And I can't think of what her name is offhand, but she claims that there are, there's either three or four different alien species. And there are supposedly reptilians, the grays, the ones they call the Nords, which is what, apparently what's the Anunnaki, Mm -hmm. the tall, white-haired, blue-eyed, whatever. And I can't think of what the fourth one was. I know there was four, but apparently they're all... The reptilians were like the first ones that were supposedly here, but now they're all... They're still all here, and they're messing around or whatever, but apparently the Nords were the ones that were the Anunnaki's, like the ones that came down to man and like shared them their information and this and that, which I don't know. These are, again, they're all theories. Mm-hmm. So you just have to take it with a grain of salt because this is what someone else has supposedly figured out. I don't know where they've come up with the whole grays and the reptilians and everything else. I don't know where all this information has come from and how they come up with these conclusions. But I did think it was interesting that they, cause I've heard about the Nords or whatever they call them with they like in other instances like they were the ones that they were considered angels in christianity because they were from the heavens and like it just kind of goes back to it all kind of ties together if you look into this stuff because it's the same story to an extent it's just told differently by different people but it's the same concepts Mm -hmm. so but yeah that's one of the little things i wanted to kind of bring up and we got sidetracked but (laughs) But definitely, uh, I'll be in touch for more stuff because, again, this is definitely a topic that I find interesting and I hope other people do as well. So I appreciate you coming out. All right. No problem. Man. And, I, and you know what? Next time I, I'll make sure that I have I'll have a, a slideshow for you this yeah. time, next time. Right, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you and have a good night. All right, man. Thank you. You too. Yep. Take it there. Yep. See you. And that's our show, everyone. Again, I'd like to thank Tyrone for coming out and talking with me tonight. You can find out more information on the stuff we talked about at Tyrone's website. So go to rebirthoftheword.com and you can look up any of the information that Tyrone has studied. He also has his own podcast, so just look up Rebirth of the Word and it should pop up for you. There's definitely a lot of interesting topics, again, that I would like to talk about. So we'll have him back out for more episodes here in the future. So I hope you enjoyed it, and with that being said, if you had an encounter or a story to share and you'd like to be on a future episode, please send me an email. You can email me at tenfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com, or you can find Podcast on Facebook and send a message on there, and we'll try to get something figured out for a future episode. Good night, everyone.